Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beer, Beer League. League. Ooh, how was that? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Keep going, yeah. keep going. It's good. Oh, that was it. I mean, yeah, we could do an intro. This is episode 29, Yep. Uh, and the boys are back. Finally got all four of us here today. Um, About time, Joe. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was everyone's weekends? Obviously, first. Uh, weekends were good. Um, what did I do Friday? I actually went out for the first time in a long time and I overdid it. I think, uh, <laughs> not like in the drinking department. I just went out. Uh, I met up at Butch McGuire's. We walked in there. Um, I did a very karma thing. I'm a big juju guy, you know, like I'm a big karma guy. Sure. So I walked in there. I didn't have any cash. Also the bar was dead. So I don't know why they were charging cover, but, um, I walk in there and the bouncer's like, hey, it's five buck cover. And I'm like, I don't have any money, but I see my girlfriend and her friends. Let me just walk over there. I'll get some cash and I'll come back. And so I went, got five bucks from Kayla, came back. The bouncer's gone. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to pay. Yeah. And so I came back and I noticed that he walked in from outside. He must have been like outside doing IDs or something. So I walked up and I gave him the five bucks. He's like, whoa. It's like normally people just walk away. I was like, not this guy. Not this. But then we went to the um. bar next door. I couldn't even tell you the name of it, but I walked in. Look dead to the left of me, and what is there? Two giant papa shots with the chain net. <gasps> the chain net makes a big difference. The best, yeah. Yeah. The best swish. Street I pop mean, shot. Yeah, yeah. Right the, the chain net makes all the difference. So I was playing that for like close to an hour. Oh, man. And people were like, hey, are you in line? I'm like, oh, the, the one next to me is free. Like, yeah. It's open. Um, played it. I uh, hit the high score. And then like, I tried beating no my high score and didn't even come close. So that was pretty terrible. Uh, but then we were out until like... 3 a.m., and I was just ruined for the next two days Good. for getting that's no sleep. A, that's not like you, man. I know. Wow. And then the next day, me and Kayla had this like huge date night planned. I told you about it. We went to RPM Italian. Um, it was good. The only thing that I got to say is everyone's like, oh, the meatballs, the meatballs. You got to get the meatballs. The best meatballs I've ever had. Mm, not even being like an Italian person, but like they ain't the best meatballs. Not very good. I, no, they're not. They're not bad. It's just I can list off 10 better meatballs. I mean, Maggiano's got a better meatball. But anyone in my family family could uh, make a better meatball. Patillo's got a better meatball. Three, four, five. Yeah, I guess I haven't really. Name five more meatballs. I I believe him. Yeah, I I think he's going to know. I mean, Pompeii's got a really good meatball. (laughs) Sapori's got a good meatball. Like, it just wasn't that good of a meatball, which Uh, is crazy. Why was it so hyped? I mean, it's a $20 meatball, too, okay, so you're thinking, like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> was it, like, how was it not what you expected? So I like my meatball to have a little, like, char on the outside. I like a little crunch with it because then it really, like, packs in all that juice. Um, it was it was soft. It was good. They used a little veal, which I, I do appreciate in a meatball. But it's just, like, I mean, I we we always cater from this Calabrese place called Moreno's. It's in Elk Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unreal. And that's probably one of the best meatballs I've ever had next to my grandmother's. And, like... That meatball cost a dollar. Mm. Yeah, twenty dollars for a meatball seems really excessive. And so it's like for a bad meatball. Yeah, I mean, one, it, wait, it was a meatball, one meatball. It, it was four of them okay. for twenty bucks. Uh, okay. um, Five dollars a ball, huh? But it was—I mean, it was okay. But the my favorite thing is we got um, the hell was it called? We got oh, I got squid ink pasta with crab and um, Fresno peppers. Is that what they're called? Like sure. little red ones, mm-hmm. spicy. I had that, and that was good. 
But I, I just I couldn't get over the meatball. But that was my weekend. And then Sunday, obviously, I watched um, Outsider. I don't know if any of you guys are watching Outsider, the Stephen King HBO show. Watch it. Um, and then, I don't know, I was kind of just dead. I didn't do much. Oh, no, I went to Costco, actually. Costco's lit as fuck. On a Sunday, especially. Dude. It's It's crowded. But it's I'm awesome. Just, I'm just Warriors saying, Cos- Costco's <laughs> lit. Every, oh, it's unbelievable. And then Kayla found every... <laughs> every um uh sample in the place i turned around she'd be gone i'm like oh i thought you were helping me pick out stuff she would just turn around like she had ramen at one she's having a meal (laughs) she had pokey at one point she had like a a burrito at one point i was like like a half a burrito i was like that's the sample but (laughs) i want to go to costco on sunday Dude, Cos- great, dude, Costco's lit. Wild. I love Costco. It's a great way and to... When you, when you walk in, I love that that's where the miscellaneous shit is. And so when I walked in, it was Bailey's. And then right next to it, it was Kirkland Irish Cream, which, come on. Of course. <laughs> and then right next to that was um, like a sound bar. And then right next to that was AirPods. I was like, you can get everything. And some rugs <laughs> next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that, that was my weekend. How was your guys' weekend? Uh, so it's been a while, guys. Um, I was in Seattle uh, last week. Yeah, tell us all about it. Um, the game was cold. And it was really, really fun. <laughs> I am so appreciative of Jenny for like being patient with me. She's and a good sport. Yeah, yeah seriously, great sport, <laughs> incredible sport. Like, who is gonna just? It's her Valentine's weekend and birthday weekend. Tell like, them about the hers. first quarter. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, what happened was is landed at noon. Game started at two. Um, Pacific. So we hopped off the plane, got in the rental car, dropped off my... I listened to the other pod, so I know exactly what you thought happened. Yeah. Nice try. Um, but no, we uh, went straight to the Airbnb, and we left the stuff in the in the car outside the Airbnb, and it was like in a residential neighborhood. It wasn't a problem. What did we say? Did we say that you went straight to the game? Yeah. There, you guys are saying I jumped on the train with my bags and went to the game or something like that. Yeah. A man can, <laughs> dream. I guess. A man can dream. Yeah. No, that's not good. That was not going to happen. Not my first ever Dragons game. Um, <laughs> He's brushing his teeth in the stands. So It was so fun. Uh, so we hopped in the Uber and we Uber to the stadium. And I've never been anywhere. I've never been to the stadium. I have no idea. Jenny's like, where do we get in? I'm like, I freaking don't know and so we're like walking around and we look at our tickets and it says enter the north gate and we're like the southwest gate we're like, damn it like so we had to walk all the way around central link field and there's so many people there a bunch of people wearing seahawks stuff i uh like freaked out a dude because he was wearing a bears hat and i walked by and i was like yeah go hell yeah bear down baby and he was like got all surprised and like really nervous like he was not expecting me to just jump out of nowhere <laughs> and like give him give him props um, we got into the stadium, went to our seats. We were given towels, so that's good. that'll be something I got to bring for this for our little setup here. Is one of our Seattle like their Dragons. version of the terrible towel. Yeah, it's the Seattle Dragons towel with the the date of the game on it. It's nice. pretty cool. And then, um, so we got to our seats, and Jenny was like, "I need to eat food. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. We haven't eaten all day. We flew from Seattle to or from Chicago to Seattle and got an Uber. I was like, or not an Uber, I got a rental car. And I'm like, okay, I will go get food." And I will go get beer. I will be right back. You know how long it took me to go get beer? And then they were expecting 18,000 people and 30,000 people showed up. So they had enough wow. staff for 18,000 people. And uh, they had like half of the half of the food places open. I literally stood in line, made friends with a bunch of people around me and watched the game, watched the entire first quarter. Oh, in man. line, in line. <laughs> and there was a really old like dude who was handing out all the food and people would like move, slowly move up. And he's like making like 
it sounded like half a joke, but it was like serious. He's like, oh, my tip jar is getting empty. You guys got to fill my tip jar. I'm like, maybe if you moved like faster <laughs> than like a foot and a half per second, like Jesus Christ. And there were guys behind us, like behind me that were like giving him shit. They're like, dude, hurry the fuck up. Like we're seriously. Um, and then he got up and he was like, where's my tip? I'm like, for what? And then I left with my, with my drink <laughs> stuff. I got back. She's like, about damn time. So we were up there drinking. <laughs> the <whole> first quarter. <laughs> That's the first quarter. That was yeah, the first was quarter. First quarter. Um, I watched. Well, I did watch like the first couple plays in the first drive. Um, but that was that was that. And then the first first half was shitty. We didn't score. I think we were losing three to nothing after the first half. And the second half was a lot more fun. Silvers did not look good that game. Um, it was so cold and just so shitty and rainy out. It was like so depressing. I understand how those Seattle people like enjoy it there, but it was just like it was forty degrees and raining. Like it was just bad, and then um, then everything started to click. Um, it, it was funny to watch, right? So Silvers threw that pick six against the Vipers, and then right when he went to go sit down, I turn and I'm look, and there's people chanting, "We want BJ's!" Like, let's go, because <laughs> BJ Daniels is our backup QB. So they're chanting it, and it was echoing throughout the stadium, like this is incredible. And then I looked. <laughs> And BJ Daniels is warming up, and I'm like, oh shit, I was like, we might see a change in QB. And then Brandon Silvers goes back in and then proceeds to throw a 68 yard touchdown. And that's the last we see of BJ Daniels. And because Brandon Silvers threw a big touchdown that kept him in all game. Um, but it was so fun. The defense was nuts. The whole place was so loud because it was like this whole place is built to keep in all the, all the sound and yeah. stuff. So. That was that was honestly a blast. I got tried to drink as much as possible. Of course, a Bears fan sat behind me, so that was funny. Nice. I'm sitting there watching the game, minding my own business, and all of a sudden I hear someone talking about Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, and I'm like, what? I'm like, you need someone else's opinion like, in your <laughs> face right now. So um, that was cool. And then we had some like really nice old couple next to me that were just asking me about all the rules because, of course, I know all the rules for the XFL. And, um, yeah, we came out with a win. It was pretty close till the end of the game. Just being like having a nine-point like, swing – at any point, keeps every game so tight until the very end, unless it's a complete and utter blowout. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool. And then um, this last weekend, I just, you know, drank and watched more Seattle Dragons. But I've got my feelings about Seattle, about the Dragons and their games and stuff. Well, we'll get all Dragon yeah. when we hit up the Dragons den. Nick, how was yours? Yeah. Yeah. I got to say props to you, Beer, for like literally like three weeks ago, we weren't Dragons fans, and now you're, you've already been to the first Dragons home game. That's the home, game. The that's home opener yeah, the for home, this franchise. The yes. first win. Yes. The first home win. Absolutely. Like, first win. That's, franchise history. That's a beautiful it. thing. You'll be able that, to tell your grandkids about that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. They kept putting up like old Seahawks legends. Like, like oh, Steve Largent's <laughs> here to light the, light the fire, and Walter Jones is here. I'm like, I don't know much about Walter Jones. I'm sorry, Seahawks or Seattle Dragons fans from Seattle that are listening right now. I'm very sorry. Um, but no, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was took a lot of dedication. But if you're gonna be in town, why not? Yeah, right? Why Come not? on, yeah, do it. And it's props, twenty-five dollar tickets. Props to your girlfriend for uh, for going. What and, a good and, sport. And yeah, she's a great sport. She <laughs> she deserves a lot. Um, my weekend was good. I did not do much. My mom was in town, so I was hanging out with her and my sister a lot. Went to a nice Italian place. <laughs> Ricardo in Oteca um, on Clark Street that I highly recommend. Um, and then on Saturday, I got a, t- a new tattoo, so that's a big thing. Um, What'd you my get? My second. Don't tell me it's a dragon. No. <laughs> yeah, Seattle dragons. It's on my upper arm, so it's kind of hard to see. take my shirt off and you can kind of see it. It's basically like a poem. So Whoa. It's pretty big. 
Did you already have the H or is the uh, no the H? No, it looks a little weird right now because I've got like a pr- protective film over it, but it's basically like writing a poem that was on the uh, basement wall of my grandparents' house for many years. Awesome. So. I, I gotta ask a question because everyone has their different opinion about this. How long after it got done did you take off like the black wrap? The black wrap? No, this is the only wrap that I had on it. Oh, you still have the wrap on? Yeah, this is like a it's like a film. You keep it on for three or four days to help it um, heal. It's different than like the plastic wrap. It's like designed differently. Oh wow! Yeah, because yeah, I I've always gotten the black ones after, and I take it off on the way home in the Uber. Oh yeah, if I if I had it actually covered, I would have taken it off right oh, away. Oh okay, yeah, and this is this is different. Yeah, and my first one I had just like the regular plastic wrap. I took that off like right away. This yeah. is like leave it on for a few days, I think, because it was a little bit bigger. So, so that was my weekend. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Just got a permanent thing. <laughs> uh, Johnny, how long did that take? Um, a little over an hour, like hour 15, hour 20. That looks a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I had like the, it was already like stenciled and everything like oh, that okay. from a picture I took. So nice. Uh, last week I was in, uh, Atlanta for work. I met with a bunch of food companies down at Focus Brands headquarters. Um, so it was just a bunch of brands like Auntie Anne's, Cinnabon, Jamba, uh, most. Did you say the first two? Cause that's the only foods thing that we talked about last yeah, week seriously did you that was what we were talking the, the, about like last the week. two that we talked about yeah well i was there uh, <laughs> of course you were <laughs> did you learn about the, the ice creams because that's what we were talking about was the the auntie ends and the cinnabon ice cream i can't say anything right now oh secret oh, fucking dragon. <laughs> well they're actually dragon. clients so i actually can't okay but no they were i mean they were cooking up everything you can imagine just amazing amazing cinnamon rolls and they were just being all innovative and everyone was happy as you can imagine um because it smells like cinnamon rolls all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their innovation kitchens right next to each other, so you, it, it's just a lot to take in, which is awesome. But not a single person or a single company offered pretzels, uh, uh, Jamba Juice, nothing. We got nothing. What did, come on. It was what ridiculous. Are they good for? I know, right? It was ridiculous. Well, why so, you went? So the first thing I did when I got to the airport was get Auntie Anne's pretzels. Um, they were delicious, but <laughs> I paid for them. Then um, this past weekend, just... Watched the Fury fight, Tyson Fury and uh, Wilder fight, which was awesome. We'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Perfect. It sounds like, I mean, it's it's weird when we don't have the whole crew for a week. Got to catch up. up. We yeah. got to catch up. Yeah, because yeah. like, there's a lot going on. Because like Secret Dragon over here, he can't even tell us anything. I'm surprised <laughs> that you told us where you were. Yeah. Um, and then beer. I mean, I loved that. <laughs> That you went to the Dragons game, I love that. We'll it, talk more. So <laughs> I have so I've many more so questions. Many, yeah. I'll wait for that to be Dragons done. That way we can clip the whole thing. But uh, let's get right into the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. Sure. So my first take on this that I want to state before even talking anymore is why is this? This is a thing in all of sports, and especially fighting like UFC and boxing. Deontay Wilder was undefeated with 40, 41 knockouts. Okay, 41 knockouts undefeated. 41-0-1. He loses to a better boxer that everyone thought was a better boxer. And I was telling you guys all all weekend when we were talking about betting on it, I was like, betting on Wilder, or, yeah, Wilder winning on points is never going to happen. The only thing that I... Well, let me finish my point, and then I'll get into that. But... He lost, and everyone now 
is like, oh man, he was always shit. Like, no, he's terrible. It's like, no, stop taking it away from Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury did everything that looked weird in the fighting community, but came out and did like an insane job against Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is not a bad boxer. I mean, his nickname is the Bronze Bomber because he got a bronze medal in the Olympics. 41 knockouts. He was fighting crazy, crazy good competitors. I mean, he fought Ortiz twice, knocked him out both times. So just because he came in the roadblock of Fury, which I personally believe is the best heavyweight right now, like definitely like skills-wise, I still think Canelo is the pound-for-pound best, but I think he is he's the best. Yeah, it was a tough, tough fight. See, I didn't know much about both of them, but I did rewatch their previous fight in like Tyson Fury or whatever had never been like knocked down or whatever before. So he was the fact that he got knocked over people, I'm guessing just assumed that Wilder was going to you know finish the job this time. So uh, I went into the fight pretty confident about Wilder. I didn't know enough though. And like after the fact, you know, it, it almost felt like we were all like stupid that we didn't think about Tyson Fury, like, uh, you know, sweeping the floor with him. But can we talk about what the, what they came out to, you know, Tyson Fury got carried out in a throne with a, with a literal crown on. Well, he's the gypsy king. Right. He's the <laughs> gypsy king. And it was great. And I didn't think that could be topped. And then we had a dude come out just like a goddamn Gundam in a full suit of armor, Deontay <laughs> Wilder with like, it was like a half between Black Panther, half suit of actual diamond armor from. So he loves the, he loves the, like the skull mask. And I, I actually really like it. I think it was a, pretty sick walkout i don't understand a lot of the things i'm more of a classic muhammad ali tyson frazier where they just came out in their robe come out in the robe yeah i loved it yep i mean i love that stuff i totally get it now i mean the whole sport has definitely changed with how i mean with i mean it's on espn for god's sakes you know it's broadcast everywhere my my thing about the fight though is why i had wilder winning it's because in the first fight which you see in all of his fights is he's he, he said it himself. They have to be perfect for 12 rounds. I have to be perfect for one punch. That's really it. I mean, he's got that, like, I forgot his exact thing he said. He's like, I got six-inch nails in this hand and an Alabama hammer in this hand. It's like, motherfucker, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> the reason, though, that I was originally going for him is, one, I mean, it's really hard to go perfect for 12 straight rounds when he has that power. Two, I'd never like when a fighter gains weight. I don't think that's smart. I mean, you just saw with Luis Ortiz, with, uh, or I'm sorry, Andy Ruiz, where he gained 27 pounds just eating everything in sight, and then he came back in for the Joshua uh, rematch, and he looked like dog shit. You know, normally gaining 20 pounds is, and it's a fat, it's not a muscle. Yeah. Um, I mean, Deontay Wilder gained 18 pounds of muscles, which I think is one of the reasons he tired out. I'll get to that. But then my last reason is he switched up his coach. He sw- Tyson Fury switched up his coach that led him to a victory in the first fight against Wilder. He had an unreal game plan until this one where we saw an even better game plan. But before this, why would you... Sw- it's like the old saying, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I was confused. of like, why would you ditch someone that got you to the dance, got you to the main event. You beat Klitschko with this guy. I mean, I just You mean Fury? Fury got a new coach? Yeah, he fired his head coach. But he came in and... Well, he didn't win last time. But he didn't, though. I mean, he did. But he didn't. But he did. He he, he tied, but, like, he he won 
He won didn't, ten. He didn't win, though. Yeah. But, like... So he has to win. That's why I up here. <laughs> but it's, like, to yeah, switch to someone... Because the weirdest yeah. thing is he switched to a... He switched to... What he seemed to be doing good is he's always known for, like, being this huge guy. I mean, 6'9". Yeah. 6'9". That's a ginormous nice. person. Because not many people are taller than Deontay Wilder. He's 6'7". He's known for his footwork, his head movement, sticking and jabbing, move, hitting them, angles. This new coach is all about offense. It's all about coming forward. So that... Against a crazy power puncher and a counter artist, that scares me if you're coming forward. Because that, you know, he's got that right hand, and I was worried about that. Obviously now, I mean, hindsight, 2020, that was the game plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, he executed it perfectly. I don't think anyone really overlooked him because the odds were so tiny. I mean, he was plus 125. It's not like he was... Yeah, right. He's not Buster Douglas... 60 to 1 or 33 to 1 or whatever he was. I mean, like, he's a, he's unreal. Well, yeah, switching your coach probably has a lot to do with it. If you think about it, you know, Wilder probably studied what he was doing in previous fights to this point, and now he's got a coach with a completely different philosophy and then has him dive right in and catch him off balance from the get-go. Like, That's exactly that, what happened. That yeah. makes exact... That, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. No, I get that. I'm just saying from Wilder like... Wilder was on an, his heels the whole time. whole time. An whole outsider time. perspective... Changing a coach right before the biggest fight of his life. I mean, I would say this is even bigger than a Klitschko win. It's just, it seemed odd. But you also got to remember, this is the guy that three years ago was 400 pounds, got addicted to drugs, and was trying to kill himself. So you didn't know, of like, hey, is he slipping in to some, you know, darkness? Is he, because obviously it's hard, you know, he's got something going on. Which I'm not, I'm, I mean, like, I totally get that. But it's like, I was worried about that. Like, oh, is he going back to this new thing where he thinks he's got to switch it all up? But he looked insane. It's crazy. I mean, if you watch it now, look at how he's slipping and moving. He's 6'9", 270X pounds. He's or no, I think he was 268 weighing in. But it's wow. like that. It's like it's like when you watch like the Combine or you see like Khalil Mack player, like Aaron Donald, how big those guys are. And then you do, see how yeah. fast how do they move their body and quick and you're just yeah. like... What the fuck happened? I mean, it's just even the punches that Wilder was blocking, he was going right through him, through his body. Like he was, it was knocking him over every time. Yeah. He did the smartest thing by making it an actual boxing match. He knows that Deontay Wilder isn't the most sound, fundamental boxer. And he went directly at him with the fundamentals and the pressure that no one's ever given him before because everyone's scared of him. And he, I think though, what a lot of people say is, Oh, the blueprint for beating Wilder has been found. I'm not sure if what do they say every like that he was pressuring him, getting him on his yeah. back foot. He couldn't do the counter punching that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I think Tyson Fury is an unbelievable talent, and he's definitely got something going on where he. I mean, he was licking the blood at one point. He was he was f- like he was going insane. So I don't know if any boxer came in and did that would have had the same success that he did. I think it was almost a Tyson Fury thing. We'll see in the next fight. I mean, it could possibly be a trilogy. They do have the rematch clause. He has 30 days to accept Deontay Wilder. Um, everyone's saying that he shouldn't do it. I don't know where you're going to go. I say do it. Go get your money. He's going to have to. I'm go absolutely. get your money. That, that's, he's always yeah. been trying to climb to the top. That is the top. And yeah. If you I'm ever t- want to fight Anthony Joshua, you got to rematch him. There's no. Let's be honest. If if he doesn't accept this rematch, he's never fighting Fury again, and he's never fighting Joshua. That's plain and simple. 
You know, that's going to be it. You're not going to get those bigger fights after losing. It's just not how it's going to go. This is the biggest fight of his career. Yeah. Yep. And I don't think he's scared. People that are saying like, oh, I bet he's scared now. Like, dude, I mean. Well, similar. You you mentioned it earlier today that how he put on, what, 18 pounds of just muscle? Pure muscle, which I wish I knew that beforehand because, dude, look, he doesn't have fat on him. Like, he's super cut. Right. And so you got to think of how much energy, which let's go into what he said today. So everyone was talking from the first round about his legs. His legs didn't look good. He looked tired already. What the hell happened? You know, obviously maybe he's coming in with a previous injury or whatever. But he came out on Twitter today and he talked to ESPN and said that his his Skeletor <laughs> outfit was 40 pounds, 40 plus pounds, he said. And he said that it was like an a workout, a leg workout to get him around, you know, backstage and to the ring. And that's why he said he was tired from the get-go, which... Dude, what? I don't like... You're a six-foot-seven boxer, heavyweight boxer. You're telling me that 40-pound, a 40-pound suit of armor is going to cause you to lose this fight? Really? I mean... That's why Fury came out on the throne, so he wouldn't have to walk around. He's just just sitting there the whole time. I have a hard time believing that. I think it's more that he gained 18 pounds of muscle. I don't know what he was doing. I think I mean, he got it, concussed very early. He got concussed right away. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. He was always. A, it was a dead stare every time he looked at the ref or he looked at his corner. Every time he wasn't talking, he wasn't yeah. really Didn't answering them at all. at all. No, he no he seemed rattled right after. Right away, he was shook. Right from the jump, and, he, and then he was on his heels the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, Fury just overpowered him. It's as simple as that. So much quicker. So much. Just every punch was a power punch. Um. And the few punches that Wilder did get off, they missed. And that was that's one of his things is they're very hard punches, but he misses every time. He always needs that jab to kind of measure where, uh, where his opponent is, and he just couldn't do that here. I think some of the knockdowns, now that I'm even re-watching it now, dude, it's just his legs were gone. I don't know what it was. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you come out that there's an injury or something. I think that walking backwards is way more different than always being like the the hunter or the predator walking right. forwards so that might make you more tired i mean I, i'm not i'm just thinking out loud the one thing that i wanted to ask each and every one of you is what did you think about the cornerman throwing in the towel actually so now letting him actually get knocked out they threw in the towel what did you think about that because um, he was upset about it yeah, he's already I mean, talking about. He he's already talking naturally, about. Naturally, yeah, he's going to be upset about it. Then that way, he doesn't have to blame himself entirely. But, but he's talking about firing people. He lost. He just that yeah, that's fine. He got dominated. Plain yeah. and simple, was not going to be even if close anything, unless he knocks yeah. him out. If anything, they should have stopped it after the six. They shouldn't have let him start the seven. He literally was walking around. Not he had zero life in his eyes. Yeah, no. He was getting up, but like he was. A zombie. Yeah, um, there was a video of him in his corner. I think it was like the fifth or sixth round, um, where his coaches are talking to him, and he is just not responsive at all. No, like just... you see, you see the look on his face, and you can't believe he went out for another one or two. Me personally, I think it should have been stopped in the sixth. Yeah, I agree. Um, dude, he wasn't there. No. He's bleeding out of his ears. It turned out that he didn't have a ruptured ear eardrum, which is it's good and everything, but it's like. Dude, sometimes it's your night and sometimes it's not. I don't know if you guys know the boxer Lomachenko, but um, he has been known to like make world class undefeated boxers actually like quit. Like it'll be like three rounds in, they'll go to the 
they'll go into the corner, they'll sit down, they'll like look at their coaches like dead in their eyes. Like you got to think like this is a thirty and zero boxer, and they'll straight up be like, dude, I can't, I can't even hit this guy. Like we got to throw in it, and it's like, oh, you're not even hurt. He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get killed. Yeah. For this whole fight, so people are throwing in towels, and I think, I think when he was taken. Uh, so much punishment like that it's maybe i shouldn't think like this but i think like dude he's got four kids at home he's got a wife like you can't just let this guy turn into mush right in front of your eyes right yeah and i think as a corner man it is your responsibility to look out for the protection of a fighter i think every fighter wants to go out on the shield every fighter wants to be like no you're gonna have to go in there and kill me to get me out of here And that's what that's who or that's who Wilder is basically. Yeah, like that's his whole. And persona. I think as yeah. a cornerman, you have to be able to make that tough decision with, "Hey, I'm going to throw on the towel." Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to bring up about this fight is I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Tyson Fury gave his entire nine million dollar purse to charity. <coughs> wow. Was charity? Uh, it's the uh, homeless something. I can't remember Didn't exactly where. No, that's awesome. No, I ha- I have it on my that phone, is. but um, yeah. it was a homeless. I have it right here. Oh, no, that was the 40 pounds. I forgot. I, I hate that excuse. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what it is. Uh, so he gave it to the house for the homeless. Cool. Awesome. Which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You're talking about a guy that is, he's seen the darkest depths of himself, and he, he's came back. I mean, can you pull up a picture when he was 400 pounds, please? I want you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen what he used to look like, but. I have not. He said that he was waking up just chugging beers and doing cocaine, hoping that he would die. Wow. Whoa. He does look like a big blah. see it. Wow. Jeez. He looks like a like fat bastard from uh, Austin Powers movies, almost. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's just incredible that that's like a fighter's body. Look at him. Jeez. I mean, you want to talk about a redemption story or a comeback story? Come on. That's it. I mean, this yeah. is it. I'm happy one. I still like Deontay Wilder. I want to see a third fight just for Deontay. If he has any fight left in him and if he thinks that he could possibly win, I want to see it. I don't want to see him get his ass kicked again, but I think, honestly, for him, if he fights that fight, it goes three rounds, he still gets knocked out, he's making more money than three bump fights. Yep. That's just my take. Um, all right, let's get into the Dragon's Den. <laughs> we got yes. bears to talk about, too, after, by the way. We do have bears. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the Dragon's Den. First off, I wanted to ask Beer. This is I've been th- talking about it nonstop with anyone that will listen. Um, I just want to know, how fun was the crowd? Crowd was, crowd was a blast. I think everybody that showed up with kind of the similar mentality, it's $25 tickets, it's... <laughs> And the interesting thing about Seattle, too, I didn't really realize it until I was there. It's They've got a soccer team. They've got the Seattle Sounders. They have the Mariners, the Seahawks, and the Dragons. That's it. They don't have a basketball team. They don't have anything going on right now. They don't have an NHL team. They don't yeah. have anything going on right now this time of year. So it's literally like, oh, my God, 30,000 people show up for the Seattle Dragons. Their hometown is is nuts. No, they just got nothing better to do. <laughs> so it was, it was honestly so much fun. Um some fun moments were like I met the I, I met the broccoli guy. Um, you guys have also probably look him up on Twitter if you haven't. This kid is just hilarious. Um, I met him at one point. Um, there were some kids behind me. I say kids, but they were a bunch of college age dudes um, chugging beers and stuff. Um, 
they were we Connor Hamlet had caught a pass and he's a he's the mustache guy that I tweeted about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like I went to high school with that guy and I was like I turned around I'm like I tweeted at that guy and he liked it <laughs> and yeah it was it was just it was a blast Jenny was like super quiet all game trying to stay warm um, I, I kept you know kept feeding her beer and stuff so it was it, it, it worked out um, the crowd really to me seems like a college crowd with beer. Yeah, and it, see, I wouldn't know yeah. uh, at our college. We didn't really go to football games, so we don't really know what it's like. Um, but it's really just, it, it was, everyone was kind of, you know, into it, cheering together. People around me knew I wasn't from Seattle. Um, I told I had told them, I was talking to them a little bit, and like, def, definitely Seattle home people. And uh, like, I was making jokes about them, like, you're worse than NFL refs. I'm yelling at the refs, and they turn around, they're high-fiving me because they thought it was great. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, the best part was just meeting these people who I would have never met in my entire life if we didn't randomly pick the Seattle Dragons three weeks ago to, yeah. to, to cheer for. It's a beautiful so, thing. So, hell yeah. yeah. So Really because the Battle Hawks were from St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, no, we're not doing St. Louis. No. Uh, but, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then this last last that first game that we saw, the Vipers game, was tough. I mean, it was – I don't know if we deserve to win, but Tressman is bad. It was funny to watch. Yeah. Um, he still loves those bubble screens. Dude, <laughs> it's still a problem, man. Them. But it's he, not our problem, which I like. Well, something clicked this last game because he stayed competitive most of the mm-hmm. game with, with his backup QBs. Um, I don't think Aaron Murray's that good anyway, but the first game was all right. We needed to commit to the run more. Our offense has not played a full game yet, so that's what I keep – trying to harp is like we need to play a full game and so another thing that I kind of realized that I didn't really notice before is that our offensive coordinator's name is Mike Riley he was uh the head coach of the AAF San Antonio Commanders both of our starting running backs Kenneth Farrow Trey Williams both were on his team with the Commanders but Mike Riley is like hasn't been around the facility in three weeks because of personal reasons. We don't know why. I think it's something to do with his family. So he's supposed to be calling the plays. This team was built around his offense. And so Jim Zorn is trying to call his plays and run his offense. So it literally clearly looks like it. And the people that want to bench B.J. Daniels, like that's probably not going to happen just because Silvers was brought in to play in this offense. And if you already bench him before that offensive coordinator comes back, it's like, what's the point at at that point? Um but no, this this last game was was brutal too. I mean, we looked good in the first half, and then we did nothing in the second half again. Turnovers was an issue. We didn't stick to the run. We made Brandon Silvers right now. Interesting fun fact: he is number two in pass attempts in the XFL. Wow, he is number two, and he has a fifty three percent completion percentage. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Why do you think they're getting away from the run so much? I think. Jim Zorn doesn't know how to call a balanced game, and I mean that's we're a Bear, we're Bears fans, guys. We we know what it's like to watch like an unba- unbalanced game. Oh yeah, three of our and then another reason I think is that our left we, our left tackle still hasn't been injured or still hasn't been playing Isaiah Battle like he's supposed to. He was our best lineman we drafted with that in the XFL draft, and he hasn't played yet. And he's like our six six three hundred and fifteen pound dude from Clemson. Like we need him to play. Yeah. So. uh it's tough. I think our I think we need to really load it up because our running backs they all average good yards per carry. I think they're all around four, uh, four plus yards per carry, which is good. And then like, I think Jaquan Gardner has a hundred yards rushing. Farrell is a hundred yards rushing. Trey Williams has like ninety two yards rushing. And like I'm like 
That's crazy. But what we don't have, we don't have any rushing touchdowns. We're literally like getting in the red zone wow. and passing. Like it's, yeah. It's like, come on. It's like the same thing as the Bears. Stick Great to the defense. run. Like, you have good the, runners. Don't use them. Right. So what I want to do and what I'm planning on doing next is going and just like looking at this. I want to dive into the San Antonio AAF tape and see what this is supposed to look like. Because this was all picked and built around his offense and he's not here. Yeah. So I think that's our biggest issue. Defense it means playing well. Our edge rushers are ass. Um, they're really bad. They're really, really, really bad. I watched them, and, like, one dude's standing straight up and, like, stopping before, like, moving. Like, oh, why would you even get down in a three-point stance if you're going to stand straight Just up? Stand up. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, doing, so, like, the Le'Veon Bell, but on defense. Right. He's super patient <laughs> and going up against an offensive tackle. But it, so, but... Our defensive coordinator, who I was super nervous about, he's playing super well. He's blitzing a ton, and we're getting a lot of pressure on blitzes. We're second right now in the league in total sacks, and that's with our edge rushers playing like garbage. So gives him a lot, give him a lot of props. We got guys blitzing, and they're getting, they're getting home. Um, I like our linebacker Steven Johnson too. He's got I think 32 tackles so far, eight tackle for losses. That's I mean, impressive. That's, that's really good starting the league. So. Overall, this last game was super inconsistent again. It just kind of like the same thing. Good thing we didn't throw like a pick six this time. So, like, that's, I guess, an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'd say we still stick with Silvers. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't think DBJ Daniels is be- is that better. I don't think so. We don't know when the offensive coordinator is going to come back? We have no idea. We haven't. There's, there's the thing about the XFL is that there's like no insider there's info. There's no coverage. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like messaging this XFL Connor who's like a reporter. I'm like messaging him. I'm like Twitter DM. I'm like, Yo, what's going on with Isaiah Battle? Do you know what's going on with my left tackle? Can you tell me more info? Like, and he doesn't have anything. He, he just knows he hasn't participated since like the start of the league. So, so what you're saying is there's an opportunity to become that guy for yeah. the Dragons. So, so I should sign up. You my, should be the insider. My f- well, yeah, I mean, sure, I could definitely do that. Or for, I mean, for the XFL in general, they've got guys like that for the NFL. So you could like there's the a job opportunity. I don't know how yeah. I could just sign for the be an insider, so they could just like leak information to me for me to leak to the public. I feel like Schefter is just like abusing a bunch of his contacts. That's exactly what you need to do. So just okay, yeah. just be really annoying and just dropping those DMs. Yeah, yeah. I did, already reached out to you, so I did add some the interest. president of the Dragons, Ryan, whatever his last name is, Gustafson, on LinkedIn. And he accepted. Nice. <laughs> it's, <a good> time. <laughs> it's so funny. The LinkedIn connection. Moves yes. are, we're, yeah, the moves are being made. We're connecting professionally now. Um, but overall, I mean, I don't know what, what you guys thought. I don't think Silvers is looking that good. He's super inconsistent. It, his picks have been bad, but some of his picks have been explainable. Then again, he has, you know, I think tied for third in total touchdown passes in the league so far. So it's not like he can't throw. He's kind yeah. of like a cutty almost where he's throwing and throwing lots of picks, but he's not afraid to throw. Just throwing too much at this point. What would you rather have? It's like you got like guys like remember like Brian Hoyer, who's too afraid to throw downfield. He's throwing to the sidelines all the time. And then we put like Matt Barkley in. This is like the dark days. Yeah. We put Matt Barkley in and he's throwing like twenty to thirty yard routes, but throwing like four interceptions a game. So it's like who do you who'd you rather have? A guy that's super safe that never scores or a guy that I want the gunslinger. I want the Jameis Winston yeah. for four touchdowns, four picks right. for five hundred yards. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, like you said, until they get the run game going, there's going to be too much pressure on Silvers to try and convert everything. Like you said, here's right. an, here's another example of them inside the red zone. That was a great pass that he threw there uh, for the second touchdown of the game. But why are they constantly throwing it in the red zone? Yeah. Don't need to. And Austin Prohl's been looking awesome. 
Yeah, so Prol had a, like did nothing against the Vipers and then came back and did a bunch of stuff and looked pretty good. Yeah. Pharaoh's Pharaoh and Trey Williams are like catching passes out of the backfield too, so that looks good. I was surprised to see Jaquan Gardner actually have a bunch of yards rushing cuz I didn't think he looked that great. But uh I mean, it's we need to stick to the run. I think that's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. It's yep. like we need to up the carries, make it so like we don't have Silvers throwing as many interceptions. Let's get them in favorable situations. So um, I don't think, like I said, I don't think Zorn was intended to run this offense. He could, obviously he can do it, and he's won a game doing it. So I believe in him. I like our defensive coordinator. I think our defense is our best as- like aspect so far. Couldn't agree more. Um, it's just our offense needs to needs to get more consistent against the run. So yep. My big takeaway from this game is I think we've seen in – all three games, it's just, I don't know what it is, but we're just now putting four good quarters out. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's our big thing. Um, watching the first half of the of this week's game, I just remember thinking, like, whoa. We had some interceptions. We had some touchdowns. I was like, I don't think we had a PAT, though. No. I don't no. think we had a PAT. But I just remember thinking, like, whoa, like, doing pretty good. It's like, did they go into the ha- locker room at halftime? And coach was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to switch this all up. It's going too good. Don't do this anymore. Beer League's going to talk about how good we are. We, mm-hmm. we don't want it all to be good. We don't yeah. want too high of hopes. So, But overall, I think each week, same thing. Um, I've seen some good and I've seen bad, and I just want to see them put a full game together. But overall, I was talking to Nick last week about this. I am enjoying watching the XFL way more than i thought i was i would yeah mm-hmm. so they did some comparisons right uh they looked at week three numbers comparing the xfl and the aaf so like week one and week two were pretty close xfl was more both weeks but this time it was like i think it was under a, under a million on both nfl network like days that they did it and then but for the xfl it was still in the two to three million people were t- tuning in for the game so it's like it's showing that it's it's lasting longer. I think it's the I think it's the major network support. I think it's like ESPN having XFL Live as like a feature thing on their on their broadcast. That's just hilarious that they're doing that. So and they're they're having fun with it. Uh, I think uh, the rules are good. I like the kickoff now. I think like that, a, it's that's what I said. Yeah, I just said it was confusing the first week. I was yeah, like, I, oh, fucking run. I like that they finally got a. Kick return for a touchdown. Did you see that kick return one? touchdown? No, I did not. The first one happened. Um, you should look it up. I think the our next going into next game, or we're playing the Battle Hawks, um, which I don't even know if we're, I don't know if we're going to St. Louis or not. But uh, um, but no, it's it's gonna be uh, that'll be a tough game. That's gonna be a really really tough one. Um, I don't know if we can win. That Taamu kid is got seventy five yard seventy five percent completion percentage, which is like video game number. It, I, I'm not even that good in video games. To get that high I'm terrible percentage. at Madden. So, Ooh, did, they, they did the reverse. They did the reverse yeah. pitch. I love that reverse. Wow. And he's, he's off to the races. Wow. I was. I'm just thinking about this right now. Think of how nuts Cordell Patterson or Devin Hester in his prime would be during this type of kickoffs. <laughs> That's when you have like Tyreek Hill tweeting to like Nicole Hardeman. He's like, "Yo, check out these XFL kick returns. Like, we could we could run this." I'm like, "Yeah, you guys could. Yeah. You could literally run circles around people. Yeah, doing that." Um, what what do you like, uh, Nick and Johnny? What have you guys been thinking? Like, have you you still enjoy watching it? What are you thinking? I mean, yeah, I'm still tuning in. Um, 
still fun enough to to watch to bet more than anything i think that's what's yeah. been keeping me very engaged um again the fact that they have the lines and uh the they're point spread talking about yeah, it and they're actively saying how one player one player is affecting the over and the under i think that's hilarious but mm-hmm. i mean the fact that i'm still engaged in talking about it shows that it does it's much yeah. better and you know it's fun to watch yeah it's Saturdays and Sundays in the winter, so I'm sitting at home not doing much anyway. So something on, something to root for that gets me fired up and everything. What's not to enjoy about it? Yep. I'm still waiting to see though. Have we seen any like double passes yet? We have. Um, there was one completed last game, and then Landry Jones did it against us. Um, he had thrown the ball forward, and it bounced off of a line. It was like a defensive oh, lineman in the last blocked game. it. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. It went yeah, back yep, to him. Yep. So it was the first, it was it was the second double forward pass ever committed, and it was the first time a QB has forward passed it to himself and then double forward passed it. Yeah. So Landry Jones completed two passes on that play. Pretty neat. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I like it. I yeah, I'm still interested to see some sort of a you know like trick play or something like that involved with the double pass rather than just like oh it got deflected back to me and now I can throw it again because right. yeah. I don't think that was the purpose of it even though it's cool that he did it right. so yeah uh, but other than that yeah the plays have been good and that um, you know the extra points we were talking about it dragons really need to step up their extra point game figure out what's what's right just scoring six every time not gonna cut it always yeah. go for three I'm I'm all about that and the more film they get that's when we'll start seeing yeah. all these. T- you know, trick plays and more plays coming in, just developing. So yeah, we were, yeah we were talking about last week. I I say go for two every time from the five yard line. I think it's weird that you have double the yards for the three pointer, but you only get one extra point on top of the two. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. The last thing I want to say about XFL before we go into beer bear talk um, is I was talking about it last week. Like the f- week one that I really didn't like was how many. Um, interviews were happening. Like, it was just like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, a lot. Like, a guy took a sip of Gatorade. They're like, what color was it? And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Each week, it's getting so much better. Yeah, they must be talking about it and being like, it's a little too much here. I'm sure the first week is like, we're testing everything. Yeah. So, it's just, that's that's one thing that I'm like, I like seeing it. I think they're, they're um, ironing some stuff out, and I like that. Did you, uh, did you see that Matt McGloin thing, what he was saying about his teammates and his coaches? Was that the QB at halftime? It was the QB. Then he got benched, right? It was, yeah. He, it was, I think it was, was it? No, it wasn't that game, but it was, he was on the New York, what is it, Guardians or something like that? Um, I forget what the team name is. But, uh, yeah, so he was on New York, and uh, they asked him what the heck was going on, and he basically was like, some people aren't doing their job. Some people are calling. It's basically he threw his coaches and his players under the bus. I'm like, oh, you haven't been instructed how to talk to the media correctly, sir. It's like they're they're actually like starting to get frustrated players like talking to the media, and it makes them sound super bad. Yeah, and then he got benched in the locker room. Yeah, I mean he doesn't look that great anyway. So yeah. Um, what do we got for bear talk this week? So a couple things. Um, We'll talk about our additions. Our addition was Demetrius Harris, tight end. from uh, He played for the Browns last season, but most mo- most notably played with Matt Nagy in Kansas City. Uh, was a, he was okay. Uh, he, 
the comparison is what he's what we wanted Deion Sims to be like a really good, good blocking tight end, but he's big and he's fast. And like, if he figures out how to catch the football, he could be a pretty good player. And right now, uh, I like the comparison with Trey Burton injured. He's the best tight end we have in our roster. So, um, I like him a lot. He knows Nagy's, you know, scheme and everything. And he still managed to, by being a backup tight end, had more receiving yards than any of the Bears tight ends did last year. So it's a good um, stab. Yeah, yeah, really impressive there. So that was uh, that was an addition. That's exciting. I still think we might go and sign someone else or draft someone. I think it was hearing that they might draft Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. That would be incredible. He is he's, so good. He's got some good hands. He's got a huge frame. Uh, he played really well for Notre Dame this past year, and he's a Chicago native. Yeah, he's from like Naperville or something like that. So that's pretty neat and he's like he's pretty damn good yeah um that would be incredible if we got him i don't think he'd even be there to pick that's what i believe about him yeah um but yeah no that's that's exciting and then um some cap casualties happened um our buddy taylor gabriel and our buddy prince mukamara both got cut Mm. um they were definitely they both had good seasons and were solid contributors i always thought taylor gabriel was overrated he was good for a couple big plays and then would be quiet for the rest of the rest of the time so you had that three touchdown game like early in the season and granted he was hurt for a while last year but that was pretty much it i mean he'd have some incredible deep catches and like be fine i just don't think like dude's like 510 and mitch is getting a bunch of shit for throwing it over his head he's got like no wingspan he's trying to throw it 60 yards downfield to a guy who's 510 like running super fast like it's tough so and the best part is that you know the bears offense actually played better with him out so um, I know Taylor Gabriel will go get a job. He will go get some an offer and play somewhere else. But uh, both of them and Prince. I think we sa- yeah. I think we saved what three million on him or something like that. And then um, Prince was a bigger deal, but cutting him, we're, we saved combined something like thirteen million um, in cap. So we're up to like twenty six million. <laughs> Prince had a good season too. Uh, he got burned on a lot of big plays this year. Um, didn't really you know intercept it as well as we wanted but he was just more of like kind of like a lockdown bump and run corner that was good and we'll we'll see what happens with the guys that replace him i mean we got Tolliver and we got that guy from the CFL whatever his name is Roberson that we brought in um he apparently was really good in the, in the CFL and had like nine interceptions last year or something so it's pretty dang good but we signed him for like a 1.2 million deal deal per year but so yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough. We lose some good players, and like, you know, our team is definitely not better than you know when we had them. So um, we got to see what we do with this cap now. We have enough cap to go make a move for a QB now. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, they did interview uh, Jake Fromm at the draft. Oh, nice. Fromm confirmed that. Um, and then like we interviewed a wide receiver. That's all I've seen at the draft but apparently pace did have a press conference today i haven't watched it yet apparently people said he doubled down on mitch uh today so today that's what he said yes damn it. well i mean what is he gonna say he's gonna throw I mean, he has the bus? To, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah obviously would you, yeah would you rather have our gm come it's out February. and say this dude right, sucks it's so early <laughs> yeah i mean it's i want to speculate wildly and say that Derek. what's his name Derek carr i keep saying david Derek carr mm-hmm. is gonna go uh to the chicago bears yeah i mean they uh what's his name that's the GM of the Raiders. He was the um, Mike Mayock. That's the guy. He was an analyst and then, of course, became the GM of the Raiders, which pretty good draft class. Either way, um, he had mentioned 
that, you know, we love Derek Carr. We like his leadership. We like his ability. Um, but he's like, but just like every position, if there's an opportunity for an upgrade, we got, we're going to look at it. I was like, damn, okay. Like that's like, Ryan Pace would never say that about Mitch. Very tough, like yeah. ever. <laughs> like right now, Ryan Pace, Mitch is like the only QB on the roster. So he's like, yeah, he's our starting quarterback. We're still excited about him. It's like, well, no shit. You still have there's him no for a else. year. Yeah. So, but if we bring in a guy like Derek Carr, like that's going to be a competition. That is going to be, you know, of all the guys you could bring in to compete with Mitch, like that is going to be the hardest one to beat because Derek Carr is like a leader. He's put his body out there. He's experienced. He experienced multiple offenses. I think that would be today. I got crushed when Panthers confirmed Cam Newton coming back. Oh, yeah. I don't want Cam. No, I, I was, was alright with that. If we would have gotten Cam, we would have known something was wrong with Cam. But, with him having an actual time to rest and recovery, I would have had him as like fighting for a number one. Um, I it's just dude, as soon as their backup started throwing four, three picks a game, you're just like, just shuts the goddamn window on that. You know what I mean? It's like you're not gonna cut Cam Newton for that. Yeah. Like if he kept playing good and winning games, they'd have been like, well, okay, like we can mm-hmm. do it. But now it's like, okay, we let him rest for a year. He's actually. I think this is the first time that he's gotten like cleared by like every doctor, like completely, mm-hmm. and not just like, yeah, he could play. Yeah. Like, oh, your voice got a little high pitched there. He's like, no, no, he's got, no, he's baby. Good. They're like, what about his shoulder? Because that's his throwing shoulder. Oh, you know, it's good. Yeah. So it's like that. So I'm excited for that. And, and, I, and I like Cam Newton. Um, let's get into some time out. Where? On the podcast. So the first one I want to talk about, you're gonna think it's a, it's a food one, but it's not. So, (laughs) I love this. So KFC has collabed with Crocs to make a KFC shoe. Oh no! Not making this up. These look great. Like a chicken shoe, out of chicken. A a shoe made of chicken. Shoe shoe, looking like. Okay, so they just put it like a little cover on. Does it come with? Okay, so it's a crock that has chicken on the outside, but does it come with the little chicken on top of it as well? I think it's like a Velcro piece. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? How funny is it? I love the bucket bottoms. Yeah, that's a great That's a great. That's add-on. part of the shoe. Wow. Okay. So they're not, I've seen them. I haven't seen You've them that. Seen them. Not in real life, oh. just like other pictures than this. I haven't seen them being that high. Like this picture has them like kind of like a real high thing. I've seen them like that one. You can probably get either. You get the low tops or you get the high tops. Yeah. Because in the high ones, you get the little bit of Colonel Sanders face on them. I've I've never beautiful. seen or I've never worn a pair of Crocs. I know everyone says like they're super comfy, but is this the first like fast food combo with a shoe? Because I know Kyrie last year came out with the uh, cereal pack and. He did the Lucky Charms and the Wheaties and um, I forgot the other one that he did. But then LeBron did like the Fruity Pebbles. So it's like those shoes, but like that was like more of a player. Mm, This is like straight up KFC in a shoe. Unless you count clown shoes with like McDonald's. That would be the only thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, Has anyone wore a pair of Crocs? I don't hate on them as much as people hate on them. I just have never wanted them. I have them at work. They, uh, I don't know why, but everyone in our office gets it because now people are tracking in crap from the outside, like the snow. So they have like, I think our, like, our CEO is like friends with like, someone at Crocs or something. So we get, we get a bunch of free 
ones of those. So, so I have some. I don't wear them ever. KFC Crocs. I have them. They're sitting next to my desk, but I haven't worn them in like two months. So, so like if it's snowy outside and you're tracking in snow and stuff, somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, put your Crocs." Rocking people Crocs. won't tell me to, but I've seen people do it. Oh, man. So if that's enough, that's great. I just like how do you stay serious in like a meeting? Yeah, Crocs. <laughs> you're funny, a full business professional, right? With Crocs like on. I don't know what's going on with KFC, but it's like it's it's kind of weird that they're collabing with a bunch of people. Like they collabed with Walmart to make the log. They uh, now have collabed with Crocs to make a shoe. They collabed with um, the candles, right? The candles, and they collabed with one other person to do like uh, it's like a pocket tea, but the pocket is like. Um, like a popcorn chicken thing and then there's like mm-hmm. little popcorn chicken mm-hmm. on it um i wouldn't be surprised if you actually see this on like a streetwear collab like a supreme or something funny like that like uh honestly i think bape could actually do a collab um uh, japanese-based company i mean they eat kfc for thanksgiving or uh, christmas out there so it's like i wouldn't be surprised like bape collabs with like anyone so does supreme like supreme you can get a hammer you can get like a you can get a bird call in this next one. There's, uh, there's uh, little little fun facts. Um, Supreme is coming out with Oreos. You should look oh, this yeah. shit up. They're going for like twenty thousand dollars on eBay right now. They're just Oreos for Oreos. They're red. I'm not they lying. Supreme, They're just Oreos. Right it's a three pack of Oreos. They say Supreme. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah, and I saw them going for like twenty k on. What is Supreme? eBay. Supreme is a streetwear brand i mean you know i got yeah, the stickers it's here a streetwear brand I got some clothes from about it california okay yeah i mean they're e-commerce brand um they're dropping their first drop is this sunday or i'm sorry this thursday 10 o'clock it's uh, supreme thursdays um yeah their their shop's not you'd have to go to like their go to their lookbook so you could see what anything like the clothes that are coming out that's crazy though for an oreo so yeah, then, pretty. so then, if you get them, do you think you eat them, or, or you just sorry, you go, just go hold the, on? Go to yeah, the how preview. good do you think they taste? Um, I think it tastes like an Oreo. Uh, I, yeah, I think go it's to gonna preview. be. It'll let you down no right matter. Before, yeah. Right under news. Like I just. Yep. So like this is what they're coming out for this season. Um, if you're bottom right view all. So this is like what they're coming out for this season. So it's a bunch of clothes, a bunch of streetwear. They resell for a lot. Um, it depends. Like their biggest things is their box logos, which are really cool. It's just like a crew neck or a hoodie with like the Supreme box logo that you saw up there, but they go for like over a thousand dollars. Depends mm. on the type of collab that they do. Um, they got some. Like I, I have a bunch of Supreme stuff. I, I like Supreme. Um, I think it's hit or miss with a lot of their stuff like that. I I wouldn't even mess with. Um, but it's like I wouldn't be surprised if you see KFC with like one of these brands. Yeah. Like I don't know if you know the. Um, do you know the yeah but this is like what i was talking about they have like catcher's mitts they have a basketball they have goggles they have swim caps they have a record player they have lighters it's like this is like what kfc is going to become like you can get a kfc like (laughs) inflatable floaty kfc is the next supreme they're they're getting away from chicken and into fashion yeah you can't do it with the food so yeah yeah part of the brand funny gotta expand the brand like it um all right let's get into the next one so we got this is the food one for the week. McDonald's is coming out with candles. They didn't like that KFC had their candles coming out, so they had to make it. But this one's kind of disgusting. So it's the ingredients of a quarter pounder. So it's like you can get pickles. You can get... Oh, yeah, here we go. So you get pickles. You can get like oh, mayo. Stupid. You can get cheese. You get sesame seed, ketchup, 
What is that back there? Onion. Onion, Onion candle, beef, pickles, and cheese. Wow. Dude, Ketchup I'm going to be straight up. I think candle. this is the dumbest shit ever. The fried chicken candle and the fried chicken log, that actually could smell good. Like, who's like, you walk into a house, like, you're inviting a girl over, you know, you have a bottle of wine, you have the lights dim, you're watching, a, like, a little scary movie on the TV, uh-huh. and she walks in, she's like, ketchup? An onion? And you're like, it's a quarter pounder, baby, what uh, you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, So it's the ingredients, so get, if you want to have the smell of a quarter pounder, you got to light, like, 12 candles yeah, seriously. In, in, your, in your living room. And then, yeah, like you've talked about before, Joe, like pre-crime. If there's a if there's somebody out there who's buying a ketchup candle and it's just lighting that by itself, pre-crime, for sure. Like if you if you like went over to your buddy's like for a housewarming, you walked in there like you know how some people have like a candle in their bathroom. I know we do. Um, you walk in there and you're like, oh, what is this? Oh my god! And then you look and you're like, sesame seed? What? <laughs> End of friendship. And then you walk out. You just grab your coat. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. And the friendship. Yeah, I, I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I don't see Terrible. anyone buying these other than like white elephant or like a, a gag gift. Yeah, but that's like a mean gag gift. It's not even like a like the chocolate dildo that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. It's like, ah, it's a gag gift, but it's funny and it's chocolate. It's like this this one's just mean. Yeah. If I get so that, apparently they're just I'm throwing it away. Yeah, <laughs> it's going in the trash. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! You don't even see, light yeah. it. You think a giant chocolate dick? Is nicer than giving someone like an onion candle? Yes. I, yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I don't mind the smell of onions. Eat so maybe that, that one. Dick. Yeah. Could eat that. Dick. It's chocolate. Eat it. You could eat that. Dick. Eat that. Dick. Chocolate. Yeah. Apparently, it's for their fiftieth anniversary of the quart or the quart pounder. Yeah. Okay. okay. I still think that's weird. I, I'm sure Johnny has known about this since you know 2012, but um, <laughs> I told him not to. Goddamn it! <laughs> 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 no, no, Johnny. It's not pit- my fault. Johnny pitched it. He's like, guys, 50th year. I got a banger okay we're gonna have like a quarter pounder candle and they're like "Ooh, that could be good wait we're <laughs> gonna break more. up the ingredients let's butcher this the what do you data think? says that this would do well nowhere so what do you think the best <laughs> the best smelling one is probably what cheese or sesame seed yeah whatever's uh, mildest maybe the ketchup one just because that's <gasps> the closest to a fruit no no i guess it hard disagree it is a, oh wait hold on hard disagree I don't know. What would you guys say? Oh, maybe the sesame seed, actually. I think that would be it. The beef could be interesting. Now, give me a big Mac sauce candle. We could talk. Also, I love that. So, you know the conspiracy theory that they bought a company called 100% Fresh Beef? So, it's like their beef. Like, have you ever heard that conspiracy where they believe that their beef isn't real beef? It's technically 100% real beef. It's because they. From 100% real beef. Yeah. So, they, they, that's like a conspiracy that they bought a company called 100% real beef. That's wild. So, so they can say. Obviously, that's not true. But mm. I love that on the candle, it has the 100% fresh beef. So, you know someone out there on Twitter right now is like, I told you. I told you. It's fake. It's a shell company. It's trademarked on the candle. Oh, I, yeah. oh, I saw that TM. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I saw that TM. Okay. Um, Love it. Okay, I'm going to go my favorite scent is going to be beef now. I'm going to change my answer. I would go beef. Ketchup. Oh, <laughs> I think that's so messed up. That's disgusting. I'm going to go sesame <laughs> seeds probably because I feel like that's the lightest. I'm, gonna, I'm ready for a good cry Take the onions. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a, there's like a weird culture for pickles. People like pickleback shots. People like love pickles. So I could feel like 
someone would like the pickle one. Yeah, I changed my answer to pickles, actually. Thank Are you. Are you a pickle guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right, let's go into our last one. This is a... So you know how we do the segment Mr. Relatable? This is Mrs. Relatable. So Mrs. Relatable this week is an Instagram model says she was banned from Tinder for being too hot. Oh, no. Johnny, can you pull her up for me? Because she's like a decent looking person, but I don't think she's banned from Tinder for being too hot. So let's uh, just looked up like Instagram model banned from Tinder. I'm sure she'll pop up. Um, This is absolutely insane. This is like her trying to get more followers, in my opinion. It's working. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. It's I mean, definitely, we're talking about it. Yeah. It's working. It's the same thing as the McDonald's but uh, it's, quarter pound of candles. It's, <laughs> we're talking about it. Absolutely not true. You think Tinder actually cares like about her at all? The only thing that I can think of is because she is a model and she's like a lingerie model, that if you were scrolling through Twi- Tinder or Bumble or whatever and you saw like a girl only in like highly developed photos and she's only in lingerie, I feel like a lot of people would like, oh, this has got to be a bot. That's not yeah. real. Yeah, that's right. fake. I don't yeah. think it's, she's too hot. I mean, she's a good looking girl, obviously. She's a model, but it's like, I don't believe for a second that Tinder. Also, if you're Tinder, wouldn't you want good looking people on the app? Right. Isn't it like just packed with bots anyway? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Don't you? I'm, I've been out of that Tinder game for a while, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I haven't been on it before, but I I feel like it's probably pretty hard to get banned from it, right? Like, you either have to be a bot or you have to be, like, harassing somebody. Otherwise, oh, man. See, it's like if you were if you were swiping through someone's photos and this one came up, it's just like an ass shower with her and, like, a thong. It's like, I would it's be like, real. oh, this is fake. Yeah. yeah. But I would, dude, I don't get the people that are like, oh, I'm going to, like, report this. It's like, what do you care? <laughs> Swipe left and move on. Yeah, her, you know? name, her name's Holly Valentine. That sounds made up too. It does sound. It might be made up. I guess it is probably a stage name. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. That would be such okay. a cool name. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Wrap, wrap it up, Johnny. Johnny's just like dive down a rabbit hole of uh, Holly ben- Valentine <laughs> pictures. Johnny's work computer. Well, she's not so, on Tinder anymore. Gentlemen, if you would like to join in along, you could just is- Google Holly Valentine. So what I want to know is, I think this has to be definitely for publicity so she said like the reason she went on tinder is because she's so good looking that no one will talk to her in real life because she's so pretty oh you know because it's it's super Ugh. hard out there for good looking girls it everyone is, knows that it's a tough life yeah can't sure. she just like talk to somebody like why does she have to be approached can't she just turn to like any guy next door and be like hey no 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 well, she Nick. never practiced personal skills because she's so good looking no uh, you forget this good looking good looking men and women have it real rough like super rough. I mean, like I would know I'm I mean, so they, attractive. They so. get like they get like all these modeling contracts and get paid to do nothing and like take photos. Um and then like they can't use Tinder. Yeah, I mean they can't use Tinder because so many people want to date them. Like it's it's right. it's it's crazy, crazy. how re- it's like I relate to this girl so much. I feel yeah. bad for her. Yeah. yeah. But I want to see how many Instagram followers she went up. I bet it's like hundreds of thousands. Smart move. Build yep. your brand. This will define her brand for a while. Except so now she's got to get on Hinge. No, this will define her brand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the Taboo Tuesday. So we had this Taboo Tuesday last week, but I waited until everyone was here. Johnny, just get off the thing. All right. You're not getting... Okay, now you're off it. Yeah, look at the pickles. Um, so this Taboo Tuesday, it's, it, was in the, it was in the news about it last week, but I wanted to hear everyone's opinion. 
Is it okay to recline your seat on an airplane? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fuck the people that get mad because you're reclining. Yeah, your even seat. in that that video that you that you're probably referring to, like that dude is a stupid ass idiot. You're allowed I to think do that. I think he's a bigger asshole for rocking her chair. Yeah. Yeah. No, like you shouldn't be freaking touching her chair. The guy he got like you laid. For he got seat, laid on, buddy. essentially laid back on, and he's like rocking the woman's chair. He's like, her. yeah, you can just bring up the video. It's mm. like she's like he's like rocking it. Uh, I think yeah. like that's, no, that's annoying. Fuck, no, that's fucked up. You, I mean, you can use your words. You can be like, hey, sorry. Like, for me, I'm tall. I got these long dancer's legs. Sometimes if somebody's leaning back into me on the plane, then I don't have much room. But I can use my words and be like, hey, like, would you mind sliding up just a little bit? And I don't think anybody's going to complain. Yeah. So I've flown with Morrison a lot. And, like, obviously he is, I mean, he's 6'7", so he's just extremely tall. Yeah. Um, like, I've noticed as soon as someone leans back his whole day is like ruined for that flight so i'm a little conscious now if it's an international flight you can recline i don't care who's behind you i think that's 100 percent okay if it's like like if i was going to italy or anywhere overseas and it's like over an eight hour flight you can recline no matter who's in back of you i don't care if the big show's behind you or shack you got to do what you got to do if it's like a two-hour flight or something and you notice like a nick or a john behind you i might Stay up. Yeah, I mean, you're conscious of it. But. I think you have every right to, though. I think you have every right to recline. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, this is, this is too much. This guy's yeah, an asshole. That's fucked up. I, it, speaking as a, as a tall person, like, I'm very aware of how tall I am. So I intentionally will pick locations in the plane, maybe paying a little bit of extra, but I want to be comfortable in order to make sure that I'm comfortable. Like, I'll right. pick an aisle seat. So that way I know I can stand up really easily and stretch my legs out if I get too crammed or something like that. Like, it's just like the same as like when somebody's too fat and they bring their own seatbelt ex- extender or something like that. So that way they don't bother anybody or they buy two seats or something like that. It's like, just be aware of your body. Like in most walks of life, being tall is pretty nice. So like I can handle being a little crammed on planes. If someone's going to be that passive aggressive where they just start shaking you cha- shaking the chair, I mean, you're going to lean back even farther if you could. Yeah. I mean, that guy's just an asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's it's super easy just to be like, hey, excuse me, like I'm trying to work on my laptop or something. If you move back, I can't really see. Would you mind just while I'm working if you sit up and then I promise that I won't like do it? Like you could just talk to yeah. someone. You don't, Use you don't your do words. this passive stuff where you just like, like, sh- I mean, like actually shaking someone is like ridiculous. Yeah. And like that's a grown man. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's not like a little kid like you always hear like stereotype like the little kid like kicking your chair like I've had that on a couple flights but it's like I don't know there I don't I don't care what your take is if you think you can or cannot I think doing what that guy did he's the asshole like anyone trying to like stand up for that guy you're in the wrong yeah all right so we're all in the greens here I wanted to see it I really wanted to see your take yeah because you're tall um, I remember one time John flew spirit oh, buddy. and i guess oh. they give you like no leg room yeah and he i think he bought another plane ticket home on the plane he was like no on a, on a different airline yeah he's yeah. like no yeah. can't do not it not doing this because yeah. i get it because he's like you know he's his knees up to here yeah yeah that's yeah, crazy um all right let's get into the rank this week so as most of you know around uh, the united states fall spring has sprung um, it's going away fast. It's literally snowing right now yeah. in Chicago. Well, over the over the right weekend, now. yeah. Over the weekend, I saw people in New York, like wearing t-shirts. It is also crazy that, like, when you live in a place like Chicago or New York, 
um, 50 degrees after the winter, it feels so it feels nice. phenomenal. You see people on the Wave Runners on, on Lake Michigan. It's yeah. 50 degrees out. <laughs> like, I, I was seeing people golf, and I loved that. I was walking around in a T-shirt. Um, so we are going to talk the best places to drink outside, to, like, have a little day drink, um, brunch combo or whatever in Chicago. All right. Um, who would like to start us off? Beer? Sure. Um, so favorite places to drink outside in Chicago. I didn't limit it to bars because... Nice. Um, so we start number four. I'm gonna put the beach because the beach is sweet. At you know, at the beach. Any cop <laughs> so. listening is gonna be on your tail. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll go and we'll his name get, is Eric Beer. Do you, remember, do you guys remember when I almost got a drinking ticket on the beach? Do you remember? I almost got a drinking ticket on the beach um, going into sophomore year of college um, or junior year of college, I think. No, it was like three days before my 21st birthday. Oh, man. And we had two coolers of just a bunch of booze and glass and all the crap in there. And, uh, like, everyone is out in the water just kind of, like, drinking and, like, standing there. And I'm, like, filling up a, a mixed drink. And a cop walks up, puts a handcuff on my arm. And I'm like, uh. And then he handcuffs the other handcuff to it. It's our friend Matt Miller, who is, like, this guy who's a year younger than us. And he's freaking the hell out. This is oh, happening. Man. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's, like, saying he doesn't have his ID. I'm like, Matt, you're making this more difficult. And I was just <laughs> talking to him, like, yeah, three days before my birthday, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I didn't know or whatever. They just they looked at it. I'm like, I'm about to get a drinking ticket. And then they, they were like, all right, you're good. And he gave me a glass on the beach ticket. And it was like a citation. Just walked away. He just dumped out all our booze. He only dumped out half our booze. Uh, that's a cool cop. That's but nice. I was like, hell yeah. yeah, dude. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the beach is great if the cops aren't um, giving you drinking tickets. So that's cool. And because they're really nice on the beach. Yeah. So they say um, that you're not supposed to drink at the beach because it's like <laughs> a hazard where you can get drunk and then like walk into the, the water and drown. I think... I mean, obviously, that's probably Survival a reason, the but I think it's because they have the bars at like North Avenue and Oak Street that charge like $13 a Bud Light where they're like, yeah, you can't drink on the beach, but you could drink eight steps there yeah. and then go to the beach because that's the same thing. You yeah. can get drunk there and then, and then walk. walk. It's literally right there. Yeah. It's the on the sand. The bar is yeah. on the sand. And yeah. how can you say that you can't bring alcohol on the beach when there's literally alcohol on the beach? So, I love yeah. it. So, yeah, that is my number four. Um, number three... Lesser known spots. We went there once. I don't think you ever went during Park and the Field time. No. Oh damn. Park and Field's a good oh, that's idea. A good that's one. a good one. Yeah. But I did not include that one. Uh, I put warehouse when the front door is open. So they open the entire like front garage door thing. They have a warehouse which is over on Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Freaking love it. I don't know what they do. If there's like a window open in the back, but you feel a breeze through the entire bar. It's like it's like you're outside, you're not outside. And <laughs> they got a bunch of alcohol. It's really tasty. And um, so it's really that place is so underrated. If you guys haven't gotten food there, it's really, nah, it's really, really, really good. Good. it was actually good. Yeah, it's really, really Fullerton. And on uh, Fullerton, yeah. yeah, so it's on Fullerton. And then um, number two, you know, it's not alive anymore, but it was alive. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Zella. R.I.P. R.I.P. Zella. I took it off my list just because it's close. Right. And this is just about the memories, right? So this yeah. is going back. Right there. Um, I remember I remember I was going through like a breakup and I like called Dan Mirabelli. I'm like, Dan, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I need to drink. It's Saturday in Chicago and nobody's answering me. And he's like, dude, I'm going to sell it with my buddy Joe. 
and like some of his friends. I'm like, I don't even know them, but I'm coming. So I remember so, like, and I showed up and I drank with a bunch of you guys like the, the first days I met you. Funny story about this. So I remember that exact day. And the reason I remember it is, so that's when I was living with Dan. Yeah. And I was shaving. And um, I used to do it so weird where I would shave my mustache last, but I wouldn't put any um, shaving cream on until it got to that point. And so I remember that I think I was like growing it out for like a week and I shaved everything off. And so there was no shaving cream on my face and he knocked on the door. He's like, we're going to sell us now. And I was like, dope. And I got to, um, to the brunch and I forgot whose friend it was. Um, but I was like, you know, they like come around with like these pictures and stuff. And I asked and like the bartender like chuckled at me. I was like, what the fuck was that? He's like, because you got that caterpillar on your lip. <laughs> and I like felt it. And I was like, oh, no. And I looked and I looked so ridiculous. <laughs> so me and you have a different feeling about that day, I'm sure. But that, I just remember being like, I got to go home. They're like, you can't leave. And I was like, I live so close. We'll be right back. Oh, okay. Keep going. That was a good time. Sorry. That, that's just like, it scares me. I miss yeah. that place. Yeah, That, that was, was the only so place fun. we actually went to. Because now it's a dog bar. Yeah. Everyone just lived close enough where we could just crawl home and enjoy yeah. the day. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's so nice in the summer. The outdoor, oh my God, that's so good. Um, And then number one, number one is guaranteed right field for a Chicago White Sox baseball game. That is terrible. It's a great, great experience. Um, It's a lot of fun, unlike some places um, that are also baseball fields in Chicago. Wrong. And... um, Boo. Really nice. They have a nice variety of drinks there. Nice amount of bars, and uh, it's a good time. You can't say you don't. You didn't enjoy it, Johnny. You enjoyed it. And went so. I enjoyed um, the beer. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Drinking outside. Uh, the, they have that <laughs> bar in like the right field corner. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It's like you go underground mm-hmm. and you get into the bar, and then you could see the, the craft field. cave. Yeah, the craft yeah. cave. Yes. Like that's that's like a modern. I would go drink at Comiskey thing. if there wasn't a game going on. I like Comiskey. I, I like Comiskey as I a like park. Watching baseball. I just don't I'll like. Go. I don't I'll like. go watch them. I don't care. It's nice. I'll it's, go. I'll go with you, beer. It's it's nice to one. You could tailgate, so it's a little bit different than the north side. And then two, you you get in there. It's open air, not as like crazy. Well, normally I've gone. It's been kind of crowded, but I mean it's it's not that bad. It just kind of feels homey. That's why I, that's why I love I love that ballpark. The main mm. thing I will give Comiskey over Wrigley is the food. Oh yeah, yeah sure. food is so, so good. Yeah, it's it's way better. I'm gonna go get a heater. Like that's what I want right now is a heater. It's like their jalapeno cheddar dog, like or brat with like coleslaw on top. Oh my god, oh, yeah, I want good. that right now. Um, Nick, you're our you're our elder dragon. So. Elder, all right. Or no, you're father dragon. He's I'm father. Dragon. He's elder. Yeah, that's right. All right, um, number four. Uh, this is a good segue. Go from Comiskey to Wrigley. Uh, my number four is Murphy's Bleacher Bar. Um, got a nice patio uh, out in center field or out past center field right by Wrigley. Great place to go before uh, before a Cubs game. Enjoy the statue of, uh, uh, what's his name? Harry, Car- Harry Carey. That's that out there in center field. Um, so that's my number four. Number three, Cleo's. 
bar in Westtown. It's the International House of Soccer. I don't know if you guys have ever been over there before. I used to live right across the street from it. Um, they're known for playing soccer, but they also have a back patio that's kind of hidden from everything else. They have a big sign out in front that says, like, patio, uh, beer garden out back, but it's kind of hidden. But you get back there, they've got bocce ball courts, which is really nice, really good food. Um, and like I said, I used to live over there, so we'd go there all the time. Uh, number two, also kind of near Wrigley, Sheffield's has a good indoor-outdoor area. Uh, nice. Sheffield's is good. It's got a tree right there, or a couple trees right in the middle, so it's always mm-hmm. shaded. Uh, they've got really good food there. Uh, I haven't been there in a long time, but that's a good, like, kind of a little bit further away from Wrigley, so you can get rid of kind of the riffraff of Wrigley Field. Um, so that's really nice. And then number one, uh, Big Star over in Wicker Park. Cool. Um, they have fantastic tacos. Not as good as like a hole in the wall place, but still really good. Um, great service, uh, huge patio, uh, really nice in the summertime. Okay, I think that was a very good list, Johnny. Number four for me is <clears throat> Cindy's Rooftop downtown, uh, just because it's right next door to where I work. Um, nice. Just taking clients and friends, and no one, just the look on their faces with that that view is awesome. It's a great view. You see, you see the vagina of the building, the bean. The lake, the boats. That's it's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, number three, I have Park and Field. Just, I have been there uh, quite a few times, and I like their setup a lot. And there's always dogs every single always time. Always dogs. At least four dogs. It's great. <laughs> number two is the Budweiser Brick House Tavern. Ooh, yeah. Right next to, <sighs> right on Wrigley. I mean, I have so many fond memories. Bocce ball, all that stuff. Yeah, celebrating Christmas. Uh, Yeah, uh, that is where uh, my bocce ball uh, league team won uh, with a really great name, too. Uh, Your bocce is a wonderland. By far the best name. They they should have awarded (laughs) something. I voted voted for you guys for best name, I think, on like 20 different things. Thank you. Yeah, Nick and I are champions. Yes, we are. Uh, And number one. Wrigley Bleachers. Okay. It's a, yes. it's a whole other world out there. It's, yes, it's it awesome. is. Mm-hmm. It's great. Unpopular opinion, I hate the bleachers. Me too. But Me too. I like drinking out there. Yeah, I hate the bleachers. Really I'm not drinking really. out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. No, I think that's a good one. Um, I got a couple of places that I'm shocked that no one had. Excuse me. So number four is going to be Kelly's Pub. I, on Webster, I yeah. love Kelly's Pub. It's right by the train. It's just like a... It's just like a little Irish pub, but it's like the tiniest patio, but it's fun, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just a good Is that the one that sits underneath the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The it's tracks. real loud, but yeah. That's yeah actually, but, I like it is, it there. but it is fun. Uh, Cheap beer. N- number three is going to be Will's Northwoods. Um, I like that because they have bags outside. I don't know if you guys call it like cornhole or whatever. I always called it bags. So they have bags outside. They got the bar outside. They got a bunch of TVs. It's a really good place to play games. They bring out the grill most of the time, just do like cheap food. They got pool table and darts. I'm mm-hmm. a big games guy, so that's why I put it in there. Oh, yeah. Two is going to be deuces. Oh, yeah. I love the deuces outside. Um, it's great if you have like a bunch of people. Yeah. Because if you have a bunch of people, they got so much area out there, which is really cool. There's always um, somebody diving in the fountain. Yeah. I love when people call it a pool. It's not a pool. <laughs> it's a fountain. Yeah. It's not a pool. That's actually really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about um, that it's also like they have like a bunch of picnic tables out there that you can play like card games. You can drink, obviously. It's just like a bunch of fun. Uh, my number one is going to be Kirkwood's. 
Kirkwood's is going to be just because I've had like so many memories of there when I've moved to the city and it just, it's fairly cheap. Um, really cool outside. I like that they do the shade sometimes where they have the cover that goes up top with all the umbrellas. I like mm-hmm. when they do that or when they, um, they have the TVs out there, they got a bar out there. Um, usually a lot of, it's like easy to get to cause it's right off an L stop. Um, and then you could do what we found out last year is you can get a boot of beer for 30 bucks. It's eight beers for 30 bucks. It's perfect. Jeez. Such a good deal. Um, you can get the fish bowls there, the giant, uh, what does every girl get? The giant, uh, thing that comes in copper. Moscow mule. Thank you. The giant Moscow mule. Mm-hmm. You can get that every time. Um, no, Moscow mules are good. I'm just saying like you, if you see like a table full of girls, there's always like two or three of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite just cause like memories. Yep. And then, yeah, I was going to do an honorable mention to Sheffield's, but I live so close and I go there so much like during the winter and summer that it's like, eh. well, even I like it in the winter that they have the outdoor part that's still, they have it all covered with up the, like, and everything. Bubble? Yeah. With like the bubble. So you, you still get the outdoor feel yeah. in the winter time. I like that. So next 50 degree day, we're drinking outside. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Podcast outside. Oh, <laughs> that would be a dream. That would be awesome, we actually. Yeah. That'd be sick. At Wayne Manor on our roof. That'd oh, be geez. awesome. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like Wayne Manor as in like Batman. <laughs> we're going? No. Our apartment building. Metropolis. Is it actually called Wayne Manor? No. It's just on Wayne. Yeah. Oh. We have a rooftop. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, go Dragons. Yeah. Go Dragons. We got a bunch of good stuff coming up. We have finalized the website. That is a big thing. All these guys have officially seen it, so we're hoping to be actually populated and bring it out to the masses. Um, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Remember, we got a bunch of music weeks coming up. Um, we're going to be talking music. We're going to be showing some music, and then obviously more Dragons talk. So thank you very much for listening, and have a good one.